You're tuning in to the Edge Podcast. The theme of this week is spending habits. Before we get started, ask yourself, what am I doing right now to get the edge? Do your crunches, pack your lunches, and let's get started. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to another weekly episode of the Edge Podcast. How are you doing today, Jacob? Doing good, Riley. How are you? <laughs> good. I'm good. Um, busy week this week, so I guess I'm a bit more like time stressed than normal. But overall, like I mean, you can't complain. It's uh, every week's a new good week. So yeah. Uh, what made it so busy? Or are you talking about like last week or this week? Like currently. Uh, this current week, you know, like, um, I'm actually moving to my new house this week on Friday. So actually probably like it would be the day before this episode comes out. So, um, just a lot of moving parts and I'm in like a pretty busy time during school right now too. So got a busy school schedule, packing up the house in the midst of also running my business and everything. So there's just like a lot on the go right now, but yeah. Yeah. That, that that is <laughs> I, I, I don't know like I I, uh, I just have my business so I uh, for me that's good enough I don't really <laughs> yeah uh, I don't know um, how well I could balance like three other things like well it's like when, when you're super busy right um, like the saying goes like give, give stuff to a busy person because they're gonna get it done right so I think it's been forcing me to optimize my schedule more than I have had to the last couple years because when I started student works I actually um, was playing like top tier soccer. Um, I was coaching a top tier U16 soccer team. I was in five courses. I worked another job four days a week. I ran my business and then I also tutored people. So I had like six, like really busy things on the move. I had to like optimize my time. Obviously my business wasn't as big at that point, but you know, like having these three things the last two weeks, like, I think it's like just really like had to force me to like narrow things down a bit more. Um, and I think the reason it stressed me out is cause I haven't like really been in an environment where I've had all these moving parts as much, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, I mean, yeah, my, my, my time management the last couple of weeks has definitely like gone up. Um, really like I've just been kind of similar, like trying to optimize my schedule. I don't have as much going on as you, but, uh, I'm, re- I'm really literally trying to spend like, um, eight solid hours a day, uh, doing something, um, whether it's, you know, calling clients or doing first calls or contacting painters, putting ads up, uh, obviously like, you know, I've, I've hired some new people last week and they're going to be going out cold calling. So I got to train them, that kind of thing. Um, obviously doing estimates like that's super busy. Uh, yeah, but I'm just trying to be more optimal and it's definitely like, I think, showing like I'm seeing more better results like from that um obviously my booking percentage is going up so feeling better yeah that's awesome like what is your because I know when we were chatting um off the podcast you were mentioning how your your booking percentage like felt quite a bit from last year so like what was your booking percentage before you like obviously changed your call a couple weeks ago and like how has it changed like 
how much has it increased actually well i think then. after that terrible week where i went where i booked nothing <laughs> i think uh it was like 30 percent wow, um okay. now i'm i think i'm just under 50 so i'm at like 49 percent or nice. something like that so the last two weeks like uh the week before last week i went six for seven and then th this past week i went eight for 11 so um, yeah that's awesome yeah it's 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 gone up quite a bit and uh hopefully i can just keep doing that just keep doing what i'm doing so yeah that's super exciting um it's funny because mine like has gone the opposite way <laughs> but um i just like maybe i didn't set expectations properly with with this this current past week but um you know how like sometimes you have hotter areas than than others like i think i think it was a case of that and maybe I wasn't setting expectations well enough. I think like I'm I'm pretty solid at doing that, but um just this past week I had a lot of people who were like super disrespectful with my time. Like for instance, I had one person who um told me they could make a decision on the phone. I explained why. They said, "Yeah, that's great. Like I wouldn't want to waste your time." And then I got there and did the quote. Um it was a pretty good quote. They were like pretty engaged the whole time and I got to the end and they just said, yeah, like, thanks so much for, for, for the quote. Like, we're we're definitely not doing it this year. I was like, oh, like, was, is it due to price? Like, were, were you expecting something different? And uh, they basically just said, no, like, we just told you, yes, um, we can make a decision because we knew you wouldn't come if, if we said no. So thanks for your time. But, you know, like, have a great rest of your day. And I felt so disrespected. But I guess there's people like that. You got to get through those ones though sometimes. Yeah. You know, to like, obviously it's all, I mean, I, I think yours is like 65% or something. So like, obviously yeah. you, you got to hear no from time to time, but, uh, I mean, it definitely sucks when you hear that for sure. But well, yeah. And I expected my booking percentage to go down this year just cause I'm doing bigger quotes. I'm doing more yeah. quotes. So, um, I expected it to drop a little bit. I think last year it was 75. So it's dropped about 10%, but I've done a lot more quotes. I've done a lot more large quotes. So it's kind of expected. So as long as I can kind of sit around 65%, I think I'm generally pretty happy. And again, just kind of like scrapping last week, hopefully maybe a couple pennings come through and just looking at this week super positively. Also, like when you break down uh, how, how valuable your time really is worth, because um, it took you, what, 40 estimates to do to get to 100? Like something like that. 40, yeah, like, like 42. Let's just say 40 estimates. Yeah. Um, each estimate's probably like on average an hour or so. Yeah. Plus roughly. driving time. Yeah. So like you've probably spent about 60 hours or so doing estimates. Um, you know, 100 hours if you include cold calling plus like the initial call with all these people, like all that stuff. So 100 hours to book $100,000 plus like to produce it. Realistically, you're going to spend like about 20 to 30 hours um to set everything up to produce those jobs in terms of like ordering paint and contacting the client because you're not actually going to be painting right yeah well and i mean that other time is also going into production manager but generally speaking yes i would be doing it myself yeah so yeah. when you break it down like to for 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 you like obviously having new organizations and everything else is uh like to, to produce like a hundred grand is about 120 to 150 hours of work. Yep. That's pretty good. What's the hourly rate on that? <laughs> like, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, so yeah, it's definitely like frustrating when people like, you know, don't value your time or whatever, but like it, it is, you know, like, 
Well, and it makes up for itself, right? And it's a marathon, you know. Um, I was talking to Jordan. He was just explaining, like, and I thought this was really good. So, like, maybe I want to mention it. But he mentioned, like, yeah, like, although maybe it was a little tough week for you, like, you don't have a lot of those since since we've started working together, which has been great. But he said, like, you have to look at all the positives in your life. Like, you just bought a house. You're moving this week. You know, you have a girlfriend. Um, you have two awesome dogs. You have a great relationship with your, your mom. You know, like, he's like, there's so much good. Um, he's like, you need to just, like, move on from maybe this one little, like, hiccup in your week. Um, like, one week in your entire year. Um, and just, like, stay super positive. And he's like, things are going to happen. Like, you've come across lots of things, obviously, since you've started running a business that don't go your way but just staying super positive looking at all the other great things that are happening and, and helping like yourself stay super positive going forward is is what's obviously gonna help your business flourish and continue to stay super motivated for it well and again like when you when you take the average of the last uh four weeks you've still averaged like 15 grand per week you know because yeah. you had like a 20 grand week and then you had like a five grand week and then you had that twenty seven thousand dollar week and then like you know, a five grand week, like it well, it's fun. it's funny. Out. <laughs> funny that I think a five grand week is low. Cause well, it's, it's our goal. It's right? for our like, goal. It's yeah. not, uh, not to say it's like low, it's just all perspective. Right? Yeah. Like it's, uh, well, I think, what do we need? Like 12 a week? Yeah. I think the average is supposed to be like 12 or 13. Yeah. Something like that. So. Yeah. And yeah, it's just about staying like on pace for your goal, I guess. And yeah. sometimes it's hard to like, remember like last week was great, you know, cause we talk about the law of averages a lot, but yeah. So just kind of moving on from that. Um, I'm trying to focus a lot like in the next couple of days on, on my move, obviously we got a lot to pack and stuff. So just focusing my effort elsewhere. I have a lot of quotes set up this week too, which is, which is fantastic. So hopefully not a lot of people cancel. Um, I, I have some pretty strong quotes this week and just bounce back. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it's just all about like, especially at this point in the year, it's super important for us to stay, like keep doing what we've been doing. Right. And not to, not, not to deviate from that because, and not get complacent because this, this, especially for, um, East of the Rockies, like historically, this is one of our hottest times. This is where we really start to rack up the bookings. Yeah, which um, is great. But it only happens if you stay, like keep keep consistent, right? I I know we talk about it all the time, but like, it's so important, especially at this time of year, to just put the pedal to the metal. Well, and for places in, in BC, I guess too. This is something I like completely forgot to mention. Like I know. There's places in, in BC like uh, like Prince George and, and Kelowna and stuff that see just as much snow and kind of like the same weather as us. So like maybe like in some of those one-off places as well where it's been super cold, like now's again <laughs> the time for them to flourish too. Yeah. So yeah, just the consistency is super key and, and staying super positive. Like I, again, we had mentioned it on the last two podcasts, but you got like a month and a bit before production. Like, you know, it, it's really nice to have this next month of not having to focus on like 10 other things um, all you're really focusing on right now is like recruiting marketing and sales so your job's gonna get a lot busier come May so you know like really pushing now and, and getting squeezed like uh, squeezing those last couple drips out of that lemon you know until <laughs> before before the summer starts will be super important yeah yeah absolutely um... So I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. It's it's production's always nerve wracking. Like uh, the fact that we're almost in April, obviously we're really closing in on that production time, and 
I don't know about you, but I've been feeling a little bit like, you know, I guess nervous. Um, not because I don't know how to do it, but because, well, I guess sort of like, I don't know how to, like, I've, I've never had a production manager, right? Obviously that's like going to be brand new. That's what I'm nervous about too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I have this strong inclination to just like take my old car and, you know, just do it all myself. Um, cause it would just be easier that way. Right. But like, it wouldn't be easier. In the it's hard to run, give obviously. up control. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's definitely a thing that I've been experiencing lately is like, holy smokes. I'm I, obviously this is why I hired this guy. I trust him. Yeah. But, uh, wow. You know, it's but, a lot of stuff to give up, but think of it this way. Like, you know, you've never, uh, delegated all of your cold calling to someone else. Cause like, I mean, in the simplest way, like you're, you're delegating your company's image at the first contact to someone else. So like now you're just delegating someone who's showing up and running a site. It's very similar. I think it's just different aspects. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it just comes down to not overthinking it. Um, you just got to press play and do it live sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's, uh, it, I'm excited for sure because, um, you know, it's, it's a little nerve wracking and, you know, I got so many things that we, you know, obviously we got to prepare for so many things, um, in, before production, but like, it also excites me because like, I haven't had income for, you know, whatever, uh, eight months. <laughs> yeah. So like, <laughs> it's, uh, that's the one thing about production that's like always super, super exciting. And obviously you learn a lot every year, but like. I, it's like when you go eight months without income and you just see the number going down, it's a little, you know, nerve wracking, right? Well, it's like, uh, I'm not too sure how many district managers use this line, but I remember when in my setup meeting, uh, my first district manager, Kathy, when she did my setup, she said, uh, income's kind of like a revolving door. Like sometimes it goes out faster than it comes in. So I think that's like kind of what we both have been experiencing. And I'm sure like any veteran operator that hasn't obviously operated for eight months. Yeah. Um, you just see that money like going out and like, obviously like you're spending your money on certain things. Um, whether it's like in your business for, for marketing and hiring people and, and all this stuff, or if it's just living expenses and, and one well, purchases and stuff. But. Yeah. That's the biggest thing for me. Like, uh, marketing has cost a lot more than, uh, than I thought it was going to this year. Yeah. Um, I didn't really budget enough for cold calling. That's, that's the biggest thing. I, I kind of budgeted like five or six grand for, uh, for, for marketing, which would have been enough to like send out 25,000 money letters, you know, pay for like some cold calling, that kind of thing. But, uh, as you know, having, having a full team do like 30 hours a week is pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Cause you're basically paying, <clears throat> if you think about it, you're paying, for full-time hours for one person for two weeks out of pocket that maybe you didn't expect um for me like again i expected to spend about like ten thousand on marketing total um for the whole summer and i mean as long as you're optimizing your spending um you can try and like really tighten it up and get it as close to that number as possible but um, I definitely didn't, uh, factor in the fact that I'd be spending a thousand dollars biweekly on, on marketing yeah. uh, for like everything. But, uh, yeah. So I, I think it's just allocating your expenses appropriately and I've had to like move money around, which is fine, but yeah, it's, uh, you, you, sometimes you have to pay, um, to be able to delegate things, you know, like we're both focusing 
on the aspect of like first calls, setting out quotes, you know, like optimizing those quotes. Um, and we're spending a lot of money to like take care of a lot of the marketing. Whereas um, an operator doing say a hundred thousand might be spending more money on having maybe one cold caller out. And again, it's all relevant to your expense limit, but maybe that's really pricey for them. So they have to do the cold calling themselves and spend money on sending out money letters, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, I just like blanked. I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) Um, deep breath. (laughs) Um, it's, 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 it's important to like, for, for me, like I, I'm, uh, like it's like from running a business, I, I have this like sort of borderline obsession with uh, cash flow. <laughs> so like, I, I really love, like, I, I, I just have backup money. So it's like, I'm not, you know, when, when I say like, I'm spending more than I thought, it's not a huge deal. Like I, I, I did leave myself that room. Um, but I guess that's important to have too, is, is to make sure that you're leaving yourself you know, the, I call it the oh shit fund. Um, most people call it a rainy day fund, but yeah, yeah, yeah you can call it whatever. (laughs) I I think it's so important to have that. Um, and like, I mean, for you, I mean, you're buying a house. So many people I feel like buy houses as soon as they have the money for the down payment and they don't consider there's a lot, there's so much maintenance that goes into owning, like owning a house costs money, right? Yeah, well, there's a lot of costs associated with owning, but also a lot of costs that you don't really expect. So when, for one, so let's start. Um, last year, I had enough money for my down payment, but my income didn't permit me to actually be able to be approved for a mortgage. So that's something that a lot of people don't consider too, is like, hey, like I made a bunch of money and I have this money to put up for a down payment, but like the bank's only going to loan you so much money dependent upon your income. You know, like if you have other people underwriting um, for you or, or like co-signing on, on your property, it makes it a lot easier to purchase a property because you're using someone else's income with you. But if you're solely buying a property by yourself, the bank only looks at your income and, and they have to average it out over two years. So um, for me, like my, my first year to my second year, I made a lot of money um, difference. So I figured that like, hey, like, bank's going to let me buy a house, but they have to average those two. So now my income doesn't look as great. <laughs> um, so that's kind of, and you have to wait until you file for the taxes, right? Yeah. So then, then I had to wait for, for this purchase. I had to wait till the end of February to be even able to kind of look and off, put an offer on a house. But so down payment aside, then like when, once you do your inspections, there's a bunch of stuff you need to usually fix in the house to like get it to code or super small fixes and the house I bought, we were very like rel- uh, relevantly lucky, I guess, because there's a lot of like small fixes, like screws or like having to put a cover plate on spots or caulking windows, which obviously I know how to do, which is nice. I don't have to bring someone in to, to do that or replacing a couple panels of siding just due to um, wear and tear. But um, there's like those costs and then you have to obviously furnish it. So like, you don't really understand how expensive furniture is until you don't have to buy it. But then you have a couple thousand dollars there. And then, you know, like it just all adds up. And it's not just about the down payment. It's about, like, covering those expenses. And then most likely, like, to be in a comfortable position and not be uh, something called house poor, you generally want to have, like, three to six months of all of your expenses set aside in an account. Because if anything was to happen to you or you lost your income you know that you can kind of afford to live for a couple months until you figured it out. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I know. Absolutely. And that's, that's, uh, yeah, I think that translates directly to your business too. You know, um, I think that's, I always talk about, uh, like, obviously one of the biggest things that we learn when we run a business is budgeting. I think that's like one of the, one of the things, and I, here's the thing you learn about it without even realizing it. Like, it wasn't like a strict thing that we went over or anything, or at least not that I can remember. Yeah. But I know that I'm much better at budgeting just because I run a business, you know, because I'm doing it pretty much every day. Like, <laughs> that's how you make money, right? Is, uh, is, is by allocating the right amount of money for paint and for labor and figuring out if one, if it doesn't balance out what you want it to, how can we get it there? You know, like we're constantly doing that. So translating that to your life is super important, obviously. Um, buying a house, uh, just in general, however you spend your money. Buying you know? a car, you know, going out for drinks yeah. with your friends like <clears throat> it all needs to fit into a budget um many times people like don't live below their means and you know like saving money and like being smart with your money like it means living below your means you know so if you make like say 40 grand a year like you don't want to spend 40 grand a year yeah yeah <laughs> for sure i mean i i think uh i i think uh you got to save money and you, and you got to be smart with your money but um you know, have you have you read the book uh, by Robert Kiyosaki, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad? I've read about half of it. Well, he talks about <laughs> before talks my about, dog destroyed the book. In in that book, he talks about how like um, he's like he's like I hate living below my means. I want to like raise my means. Or he's like he's like what I do when when people say that is I I just go okay, I'll just make more money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like that philosophy. Um, I mean like. I don't believe in like breaking the bank to, to go buy shit. Mm -hmm. I think that's just stupid. But um, if you can afford things, like if it makes you happy, I think, uh, you know, whether it's buying a house or a car or, you know, a pair of pants or, or even like a nice meal out to, to reward yourself, you know, whatever it is, I think I don't really see a big deal with that personally, as long as it doesn't break the bank. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a certain level of <clears throat> spending that I would say, it is good and, and potentially sometimes when it's not good you know like it's it's great and all to to allocate your expenses save money invest all this great stuff but i mean you're also you know you're living a life and you, and you also want to like make sure that you reward yourself here and there you know um whether that's going skiing to take a day off or i mean the cost associated with that or again yeah like buying a new car one thing when I bought my truck, um, I was talking to Jordan and he was like, he was kind of giving me a hard time for like not leasing it at first. But, um, but also the fact that like I bought like relatively more of like an expensive vehicle, but you know, like after explaining to him, like, Hey, like I spend like 50% of my summer in this vehicle, <laughs> you know, like I want to buy something I enjoy. Like it gives me a lot of, I, I don't know, like comfort. A, comfort and enjoyability. Like there's a lot behind it outside of just the price tag. And I think a lot of times like you have to factor in like what it means to you outside of just like what it means to your bank account. You know? Well, like, I mean, I mean, I gotta, t I gotta say, so like in my relationship, I'm, uh, I'm definitely the money spender <laughs> between Kayla and I. Kayla's, I mean, you know, Kayla, she's, she's so incredibly frugal and like just about everything not yeah. just money but like 
Well, not everything. She she loves sushi, so she'd have that every day of the week. But like, <laughs> uh, so it's kind of funny. But yeah, so she she uh, when we were buying, or sorry, when I was buying the truck, she was a little like, you know, very kind of questioning the decision, and uh, you know, because obviously obviously it's expensive, and you know, I'm I'm leasing it. You know, it's beautiful looking truck. Um, but it was also like, it's it a write off. It, it, well, it's a write off, <laughs> but it's also like, it, it, was, it was basically my dream truck. Like I, I wanted this truck for like, since I was like 15 kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it, you know, credit to her. She made me think a lot about it. You know, like she definitely forced me to reflect on it and, uh, think, you know, okay, obviously the day I get it, I'm going to be super happy. But what about like a month after I get it? or like three months or six months or a year. And uh, at this point I'm entering the ninth month of owning it. And I still like, I gotta say like every time I get in it, I'm, I'm happy, you know, I could be having a bad day and it, it really just uplifts my mood. I, I, uh, I love driving it. Uh, it's comfortable. Obviously, like you said, we spend so much time. It's practically my office, right? Yeah. Um, you spend so much time doing estimates and sitting in that truck making phone calls right throughout the summer we're gonna be all over the place like that's just how it is and so yeah like it makes me happy i probably could have opted for something a little more cost effective but this is something that truly makes me happy and like i don't know you can't really put a price tag on that for me you know yeah and i mean again as long as you're able to afford it you know like obviously with the truck like gas becomes more expensive insurance becomes a bit more expensive for sure. Um, Again, going back to like things people don't consider when buying things. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, there's definitely like a certain level of happiness that needs to be accounted for stuff as well. <clears throat> like buying a new pair of pants, like, you know, when, when you put those pants on, like you feel awesome. You know, if someone comments on it, it's like, it, it just gives like you. There's <laughs> like no feeling like buying a new pair of shoes or getting a new haircut. Actually, getting a new haircut is probably number one. And then a new pair of shoes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you just walk differently. <laughs> but I mean, the, we're talking about like very materialistic things, but I mean, like there's also the side of food, um, like, like the essentials, cause there's a lot of different ways to, to spend money on food, um, in particular, you know, and, and comfort well, in general that way. It was funny cause I was talking to Jordan about, we were breaking down actually like how much I spent on food last year. Cause like when we have our end of the year meeting, they ask us all these questions and I told them like, I, I don't know what it was. It was like, 2500 bucks or something that I spent on food last year. Um, and a lot of that was obviously, Which I can't believe by the way. Yeah. It's... Uh, <laughs> but a lot of that was like eating out for like breakfast or like lunch or dinners or whatever. Um, it didn't accompany a lot of, well, I, I mean it, it included like obviously groceries and stuff, but I was like, Oh yeah, that's like a lot. And you know, like I, like this next year I really want to focus on like not spending so much money eating out and, he, he kind of just made me feel a little um, uneducated, I guess. He's like, well, if you if you spend money on uh, food that you cook at home, you're probably going to spend the same amount, if not more, because you're going to be buying better food, most likely. And that kind of put it into perspective of like, oh, wow, like, okay. <laughs> well, e- even more expensive, I'd say. Um, like 2500 in a year. Yeah. Is that the actual number that you spend on food? Yeah. Twenty. 20- that's like 200 like that's bucks my a month. I know. That that like blows me away. Like I, Kayla and I go through about like between seven and 900 bucks a month. Well, Celeste also had Together. like money spent on food too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But like 
probably around another 200 you're still like half (laughs) (laughs) like it just blows me away because like uh like i probably i think it's like we we usually go like 60 40 kind of split so i probably for me alone i'm i'm doing around five to six hundred a month on food so like you doing 200 just blows me i'm thinking that's a lot (laughs) like that just blows me away well i think again it was perspective because i for me like a lot of it was like eating outside of the house so as a kid that's a lot of money to be spending when I could just make it at home but that again that's just a mindset of spending you know like if if I bought that same amount of food to make it home it'd probably cost more because like I'd be more conscious with what I was eating probably eat like better food you know um and and with these huge restaurants like they get stuff at cost and like they're able to provide stuff for such a cheap cost compared to like what you'd go buy at the supermarket and make it home so it was just like a mindset of like, that's a lot of money. But then he was, he kind of just like showed me that it's actually not a lot of money. And it's like, you're spending like a decent, I guess a decent budget on it. If that's what I thought it was for something that wasn't like super healthy, you know? I don't, I, I mean, like, I guess it depends on how much you eat. Like for me, um, I look at it as how much, like, like when I go grocery shopping, how much am I spending per meal um, on these things? So for, and I, I buy a lot of like bulk stuff. Um, so like something that I really like to eat is uh, like this, uh, it's like hash browns. Um, and then I like like green peppers and onions, throw that in there. And eggs. Um, so usually I'll have like four, four or five eggs kind of with that. Yeah. And that like together, those things are about 15 bucks, but I'm going to get about like uh, whatever, like four or five meals out of that. So like it's three bucks a meal, right? At that point. Yeah. Whereas one breakfast sandwich is like four dollars, right? Yeah. So I guess it is very it's fairly similar in cost if you like only eat one breakfast. But like for me, like when I go eat out, it, I'm looking at like fifteen bucks, like twenty bucks yeah. usually. I I like yeah, I, I I like to eat like I obviously eat a little bit more than you. But, yes. <laughs> um but like one of the things uh, I mean, I mean another thing to consider is like obviously the quality of the food, but also uh, the the efficiency of the food because um, especially at this time of the year you've got so much going on. Um, I've got a lot going on. Um, you know my girlfriend like Kayla's in nursing. You know Celeste has got her job. Like I find I don't have a lot of time to 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 spend cooking. You know, um, and I don't want to. Like I I do enjoy cooking, but not when I'm like not when I've worked a full day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, what I've been doing lately is I, we're spending like an extra twenty bucks a month, to be honest. But we've been ordering um, from one of these uh, one of these places. Like the meal kits. Yeah. Uh, like Chef's Plate or like Good Food or like something. Good like food. That. Yeah, Good okay. Food. That's the one. Yeah. Um, and and it's been great. Like, yeah, it's a little more expensive, but it's actually like to me the opportunity cost. It's worth it, you know, um, because I'm saving so much time. Like. Yeah, well, it goes back to like the also value peace place, of mind, right? Yeah, exactly. Also, peace of mind, right? Like, I I don't think about like what we're gonna eat. Yeah, right? well, me and Celeste actually like um, took advantage like that a bunch of like discounts and like promos and stuff on for chefs plates. So we took advantage of those and um, got a couple boxes and like it was it was nice to like definitely like come home and just have like all your ingredients already portioned, you know, like the exact amount of food um, ready to go. And definitely like the the time saved of, of just sitting there thinking about what you're gonna make and 
oh, like, you want this, but you don't have it. Like, that just kind of becomes completely absent. Yeah. So, uh, again, it's the value that you place on each thing. But I could definitely, like, see in the summer um, something like that being, like, a huge value, especially for dinners. Because you come home and sometimes you wake, work the whole day, right? Like, you come home and you don't want to have to, like, think about what you're making. Or, like, maybe you didn't take out something for dinner. Like, it's already, like, in your fridge ready to go, perfectly portioned. You just start cooking exactly yeah no and that's uh it, it's super easy to make uh m&m is another great one but yeah like uh i've been loving that kind of stuff because um just just the peace of mind and and yeah like when you when you come home like because kayla like one of the things is when when we split up the house duties my my thing is i cook dinner because um you know kayla's dutch she doesn't really know how to how to spice or make things pretty taste. bland yeah terrible <laughs> yeah awful she's doesn't know how to cook but <laughs> uh so i cook and uh, that's like one of my things so every day she'll text me and be like hey like what are we doing for supper <laughs> and uh and before this i would like i it would genuinely fucking like stress me out like because i'd be like fuck i gotta like figure that out like you know, like I gotta fit what well, we like, have. You're, you're not very you know, imaginative, we... right? Like you got your your core meals that you like to make, but like with these meal kits, like sometimes you order like Thai chicken curry. And yeah, like, you would yeah. never have thought of making that for dinner. We had like masala rice the other night, and I was like, I'm never gonna make that. But I mean, <laughs> well, maybe I would, but not at this point. So it's definitely nice. Um, well, it's like now, whenever she's like, "What do we have?" and I'm like, "I don't know. Look in the freezer or look in the fridge." Like pick something i yeah. don't care you know well it's like what are we doing for dinner you know what i was thinking i think we're gonna make some masala rice tonight yeah <laughs> yeah know? or pad thai yeah we, something like that yeah one of the one of the meals that they provide is pad thai and whole it's so oh they, they do a good job with that one so <laughs> but yeah i mean like obviously you know it's just it comes down to the value you place on things uh for me i I, I, spent, I like to spend a lot of money on food because uh, like that's one of those things. It's like a, I've made it like a non-negotiable in my life. Like I need to make sure I'm on top of that. I, quantity, obviously, but also quality, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't feel like eating ramen noodles and then like investing that extra 800 bucks or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like we don't have to be that frugal, right? Like you got to take care of yourself and best investment really to me is yourself. So yeah well it was yeah and i mean even time-wise and outside of your budget like again go back to the forty thousand. like say you make forty thousand a year if like if you can afford to invest say five thousand of it each year fantastic like living below your means investing that extra five grand putting away for whatever like there's a lot of different ways that you can split up your money but really breaking it down into like a very solid budget with also giving yourself some breathing room with like the the rainy day fund or holy shit fund or whatever you want to call it um it's super important and like in running a business you're gonna have things come up like uh for example sit like last summer um i had no money set aside for equipment and last summer on a job site i had one painter text me saying hey like your ladder just broke like a piece of plastic piece of pl like it was a multi-way ladder and the piece of plastic that the rung goes into like completely like, just like bent and snapped off i don't know how it happened but i didn't have that 175 bucks set aside to like cover that expense and then the next day i had two sanders like just die out it happens right so um i learned to employ after that situation to put like 400 bucks into an account in case equipment breaks because then i always have something to pull from and then i put more money into there and at the end of the year if there's anything left over great then i can like put that somewhere else but yeah just really like 
having a solid budget and understanding it and spending money like where you need to. Um, like for marketing, a lot of us spend money on sending out flyers and like potentially purchasing cold caller like leads um, by obviously employing people. But not a lot of us like, spend money on hiring. Like uh, Until this year. Yeah, until yeah, this it's, year. It's really, obviously, it's been stressed a lot more this year and that's great. But it is kind of funny how like, I think Jordan said it like <laughs> last year I spent, you know, like whatever, four or five grand the, the whole year on, on marketing. I think I spent like yeah. 50 bucks on recruiting, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Like it's just like, or like a hundred bucks maybe on recruiting. So, um, but, but again, it's, it all goes back to your goal and, and your lifestyle. Like when we say like, uh, you know, Oh, like spend more on food, spend more on this. These are all personal things. It like what I do with my money isn't going to be the same as what you do with your money. Right. Yeah, exactly. Obviously the food thing is a great example. Like I, I just, it blows my mind that you spend that little, I, I can't, well, I, I assume to spend quite a bit more this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. Like if, if, if you're changing, like, I, I don't know. Um, I, I just like, can't believe you eat that little, like it's well, just like that also factor in like but it, are my parents helping with food too. Oh, they still okay. lived at home a bit. Right. So it doesn't yeah. like accompany me, like taking on the whole bill. That's fair. Um, but yeah, but it's, it's, but again, it's all personal, you know? Um, I know like my trainer, Alex, uh, he came to me, you know, and, and he had this like big decision he had made about, uh, you know, he was, he was going to be only buying the highest grade meat <laughs> from, from, you know, a superstore or whatever. And, uh, and it was like, okay, that's great for him. He calculated the cost. I think he calculated it out to be like an extra hundred bucks a month that he was spending. Okay. Uh, maybe one day I'll get there, but uh, at this point I, I don't fully, I'm not fully bought into the value of that the way, the way he is, but you know, it's personal, you know, um, everybody's a little different and, uh, yeah. Well, look at the money like that you saved last year. Like, I'm not too sure where you put it, but for me, a lot of it went aside for purchasing this house, purchasing, purchasing things to put inside the house, you know, upkeep on the house, mortgage payments for a couple months utilities, um, you know, cable bills, stuff like that. Whereas like, I'm sure like you obviously didn't set all that money aside for, for that kind of expense. So every person has different, um, ways that they're going to put their money again. Like I'm sure like Brooklyn doesn't spend their money the same. Jordan doesn't spend their money the same. Celeste, you know, Kayla, it's all of value to like the relative person. But I think what we're really, really trying to get at is like being smart with it. Rather yeah. than rather than just uh, not understanding where you're putting it and why you're putting it there. Yeah, well, I think there's I and the reason like I guess it's good to have this conversation is uh, is because I think there's this culture, especially recently, um, of like just you know like not like you shouldn't spend any like you should feel bad about every single purchase you make, and 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 again like it's good to save money. But, you know, it's, it's also good to, to treat yourself. Uh, and when I say treat yourself, I mean, like, you know, maybe it's a nice dinner or, or maybe it's different for everybody. Maybe it's a ski trip out of town or a weekend, you know, a weekend in the Bahamas. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, it depends how much you, you, you've got and, uh, and, and, and what you want to do with it. Right. Um, I don't think there's any right or wrong way necessarily to spend your money. No, I agree. Yeah, and I, I think we're just breaking down, again, like the why. Yeah. And, and the value that you're placing on everything. Like, for me, again, at the start of the year, I didn't budge properly for marketing whatsoever. 
but I expected also for uh, for the second half of my marketing budget to kind of come back through my GST money. Um, that's true. That's something that we get as, as that. vets, but um, <laughs> that's mentally where I saw the rest of my marketing money coming from. But I'm going to have to take it from somewhere else because I'm actually spending more than I expected to. Like, I think I only put um, like 4500 aside up until like June when we get the GST checks, which is definitely Ooh. not enough because like, again, we're near. <laughs> no, and, and I don't know why because like I know that like 65% of my spending comes in the preseason and early summer and then that other 35% comes late summer. It was just like a mental thing that I, I, I kind of missed. But again, that's why it's super important to like budget yourself appropriately and like think about all these small things because they do add up and like when you miss things it could be a huge difference in like the results you see well and and i'm 20 you're you're 23 like i'm still figuring this shit out like i and and that's why i guess like for me it's it's uh that's why i always want to have that safety net behind me because i didn't budget enough for for uh for, for marketing in particular you know yeah and like that's a learning curve, you know? And I'm just glad that I'm, I'm fortunate enough that like, that's not kicking me in the ass and I'm not like, you know, in, in a bad spot or anything. But, um, you know, we're just learning, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. we're really just, I mean, I mean, everybody, everybody's just doing the best that we can, but, uh, it, I, I think the most important thing is just to make sure that you have that safety net behind you, you know, mm -hmm. it's, uh, otherwise you're going to be screwed. Yeah, and I mean, it's again, it's important to invest in yourself, but also your business. Like, yeah, um, I feel like far too many times um, I talk to people who, um, you know, like want to do these great things. Like, let's say you want to do two hundred grand as a business owner, but like you're not willing to spend the money to get there. Like it, in any type of business, any type of marketing, any type of uh, venture, you have to spend money to make money. It's a golden rule. It's like literally. It, well, it's just just what it is you can't have 200 grand fall into your lap and i mean like you could cold call for it but it's that's well i, I remember know, i remember times. jordan after my first year i was talking to him and uh you know mr money guru over there and he he was like because uh, i told him like you know i don't know if i want to like invest I, you know I, first time ever it wasn't wasn't too much but it was the first time ever i'd been sitting on a chunk of money <laughs> yeah and so i was like what do i do with it and uh I didn't really want to invest it, but he, he, I remember him saying like, you know, it's great that you, you, you know, you're not like married to the idea of investing because so many guys that come in here and they've got super smart parents. And as soon as they make like 20 or 30 grand, their parents are like, oh, lock it up, put it away, forget about it. Don't worry about it. And then they come into the, the year next year and Jordan's like, all right, what's the goal? You know, 250. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. But like, I have like $0 to work with. And he's like, what? Like you made like 30 grand last year. He's like, yeah, we, we like invested it all, you know? And I was like, he, he was like, you know, investing's awesome, but tell me an investment where you can put $10,000 into it and, or, okay. I don't think he said $10,000, but I think it was like a thousand dollars and uh, I, uh, money letters Yeah, and make $10,000 in revenue essentially. Like that's, that's it's around like what tripling your investment. Yeah. And then, like and then on that profit. you're going to, you're going to, yeah, exactly. And then on that, you're going to profit like three or four grand. Tell me investment. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, there, there's just, isn't like, you're going to, we're talking about double and triple your profit, you know? So like keep your money and invest it into your business. And then once you've got a lot of it, <laughs> then you'll, you know, yeah, there's a certain point where you can't 
like the the amount of spending that you put in isn't going to yield near near the results um in your business you know like that's when you're going to go elsewhere like whether it's like real estate or, or mutual funds or like whatever you want to invest in yeah um but yeah like it, it's definitely important to put a, a certain amount allocated aside for you and like uh, whether that's for your business for your hobbies for something that makes you happy um maybe you want to take a trip as long as you're budgeting that in and you know that you can afford that with everything else that you kind of want to do and your goals um and again like say you're coming back next year to run a business making sure you put money aside for that that's awesome it's a serious consideration yeah for sure like at the end of the year when you sit down with your with your uh, close down meeting that should be like okay i need money for this this and this is how much i want for for next year for my business you know so yeah yeah yeah, no, it's it's definitely important to budget, and I think at this point in the year, especially since we're going into the summer, um, it's a great time to talk about this. You know, definitely, because, yeah, because this is where people like now, if not uh, maybe a month or two ago, is when people actually start kind of like spending money and investing in their business, and you know, like as you start making money early in the summer, um, you know, maybe something that's worked really great for me. It, it's completely up to again like what position you're in, but for me, I don't take all my money out. You know, like I leave it there. I take out what I need. Um, Like again, budgeting, like, hey, I need the money for my car expenses, my phone bills, you know, like rent, whatever, food, um, a couple hundred bucks for marketing. Um, And then the rest of it stays there because um, especially as like uh, young people, um, we have the tendency to want to spend money, (laughs) you know, like going out drinking. If you only have like 50 bucks that you've put aside for drinking for that, that weekend, let's say. You're only gonna spend fifty bucks because that's all you have to spend on it. It's like forced savings, honestly. Like, yeah. Um, and it's good because uh, your DM. I mean, even if you have a wacky pay, like you know, one check doesn't come in or something like that, um, you can still pay your painters, and your DM's not really gonna blink at it. Yeah. You got thirty thousand dollars in there, like, right? Like my my DM barely even looked at my. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> she <laughs> she she looked at it, but like she she knew that obviously I'd budgeted properly, um, and and like and it was fine because I had so much money, you know, I'd, I'd keep the majority of it in there. And, well, she uh, probably like barely looked at her box saying, "Make sure he has enough money to paint his paint." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, because yeah, I think I have it. You know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, and then and then the other one is is like the thing I love about that is like at the end of the year, it's too bad we don't get checks, but like, um, just, just seeing that, that lump sum number at the end of the year. I got a check. Kickback. You got a check? Yeah. Why? So, I don't know. It's just what, what I got. It That's is, bizarre. I, yeah. Like, like, um, whatever my final check last year when I took it out, it was like a really nice big amount of money. I was like, this is freaking cool. Do you get checks every payroll? Yeah. You get a check. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's different. But, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why do you not have direct deposit? Well, I, like, I set it up at some point during the summer last year. But, like, <laughs> our, like our final one. Oh, wait, maybe next, last year I didn't get checks. But the year before that, I okay. definitely did. Yeah. And it was, but even like, then, and for me, it was direct deposit. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I didn't set it up. But, yeah, um... But yeah, I mean, it's it's just when, when you have money, uh, you, you can afford. The, the thing is, is business is all about cash flow, right? And, and when you have money in your account, you can afford um, if you're like, like if you don't get a check. You know, I, I had one situation last year where one of my painters, for whatever reason, forgot to pick up the check. And it was like the day before payroll. Yeah. Um, 
and traditionally like if you don't have a check painters doesn't get paid but i didn't i i i i like having the option to potentially pay them still especially if it's like maybe not their fault you know that we didn't yeah well i'm explaining the situation like hey we didn't get this check but you know like um you're definitely still getting paid for your hours but like next time let's ensure that like either like we get the project done by payroll or like let's make sure that we don't forget to pick up that check or whatever whatever it is it could be like a learning opportunity right yeah but having that safety net in your student works account is great because you never have to worry about like your paint bill coming out because that happens too. People don't have enough money to cover their paint bill or like their labor expenses. And because you take it out and you're like, Oh, this is exciting. Like, let me take out as much as I possibly can. Cause like I want a big paycheck and it's like, well, how about you take out like what you need plus maybe a little bit of extra spending money to like enjoy. And then at the end of the year you get like 15 grand a or massive, something to take out. Yeah. Just a massive check. And then you can budget that appropriately instead yeah. of, having $300 in your account and you'd be like, Oh, I got 300 bucks. Like, let's go buy some new shoes. <laughs> you know, if like that temptation isn't there, potentially like you're being a bit smarter with, really, with how you're spending your money. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and again, like there's always unexpected bills that come in. Like maybe the paint store forgot to bill you for, for like $300 worth of paint and then your account goes negative and it's just, you know, obviously that's why we have the float, but yeah. 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 It's, it's just super important. I think that's what we're really trying to get across is just, um, be smart with your money, you know, um, a lot of new operators are going to come into more money than they probably would expect or ever have in their previous jobs. And it's extremely exciting, but it's also extremely important to be smart with it and spend it appropriately, you know, save it and, and just make sure that you're budgeting for, for one-off situations that you might not be expecting or, um, the goals that you set at the start of the year, like make sure that you're being smart enough with your money to allocate it towards those goals. So if it was buying it, like going on a trip or like buying a new car or like buying a new bike, whatever it may be, like remember that like, again, it's it's a lot of like long-term thinking. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. Awesome, well I think that's, I think we uh, covered it pretty good here. So we're gonna wrap it up, but yeah, I think, I think the main topic that we're just trying to really cover in, in this conversation is, you know, um, budgeting yourself, being smart with your money, um, not overspending, you know, and, and also putting some money aside to like enjoy things and, and put it towards the value that you really see in your life and in your business. So we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week and um, go out there and crush your goals. Hey listeners, thank you for tuning in this week. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to click the subscribe button and give us a follow at The Edge Pod on Instagram. We hope you have an amazing week, push for your goals, and remember, stay off your ass.